ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends. Great to have you on board. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Every uh, Thursday, the past couple of weeks, we've usually been doing this on Tuesdays, but it just so happens the schedule uh, bumped us up to Thursday. Maybe we'll keep it on Thursdays. We'll see. Just kind of how it worked out. But uh, point being, weekly, we like to check in with uh, Joe Girard, Syracuse guard, and, and that is presented by our friends at RomanoCars.com. And I'm going to play back that interview for you here shortly. Just a little bit of a kind of a programming note. So, uh, long story short, I had a little bit of a technical issue with Joe. We just couldn't square out the Zoom thing today. So had to improvise a little bit, had to record it in a different way. So uh, you'll hear, look, it's it's definitely airable. It's something that we wanted to bring you, and I know you wanted to hear from Joe, and we wanted to get it done. Uh, but you'll notice that the audio quality of this is it's a little different. I'll just put it that way because we just kind of had to record on the spot and, and do it a different way. So I wanted to note that it's going to sound a little different than usual, and unfortunately we won't have video for this for our friends on QSportsTalk.com. So that's why it it'll you will not see Joe today, and it'll sound the way it does. I just wanted to note that before we play it. Without further ado, let's hear from Joe. Here it is. Well, Joe, another uh, close one there against the Tar Heels a couple nights ago. I know you want to take that step forward here to the next matchup, but uh, take me back to that one and the lessons that come from that matchup with the Tar Heels. Yeah, I mean, you know, it shows, you know, you can play with a lot of teams. Um, I mean, they're a great team, obviously. Went to the, you know, championship game last year and have been playing pretty well lately. But, um, I mean, move on from it, learn from it, uh, know what not to do, and uh, just try and, you know, get on a roll here now. You mentioned it in playing a team like that. You've played some good teams, a lot of close games. You know, what are the lessons you think? Well, you've been through it. You've been through a lot of close games. But what do you think the lessons are for this team, particularly with some of the younger guys out there? Uh, I mean, just keep playing. I mean, it seems like, you know, we got to get off to better starts, obviously, in some games. Um, but, you know, it shows that we got a lot of fight. We always get back into it um, and never really quit or give down, get down on ourselves or give up, which is a good thing. And uh, shows that the young guys, they had a lot of fight, and we all got a lot of fight, and uh, we're all just out there competing. So that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, we just have to, like I said, try and fix not getting down so early in the beginning of games and uh, just come out with the fight that we have um, the rest of the game. Hate to rip off the Band-Aid here, but I want to get your view of that play, Joe, right on the, the, the baseline there. Is it, was it just reaction? Was it just you see the ball, you go after it, a lot of instinct there? Take me through what, what you saw and, and what your process was there. Yeah, it was just a dumb play. Um, obviously, in the heat of the moment, just a bang-bang play where you're, you know, you're trying to save the ball, um, you know, back into one of your own guys. Um, but obviously, you can't do that. And uh, just something you shouldn't do. I don't want to get you in trouble here, so I'll be careful how I frame the question. But uh, there was a bit of a, uh, a an unusual free throw disparity in that game, as Coach Beheim put it. When you're going through a game like that as a player, like you got to sense that that one team's getting calls, the other team's not. One team's going to the free throw line, the other's not. How do you adjust to that when you know that a game's getting called a, a certain way? Yeah, I mean it's tough. Um... Uh, I don't know. I mean, you just got to keep playing your game, um, doing what you're doing. I think we had some aggressive drives that, you know, obviously didn't go our way. Um, but, you know, that happens as part of the game. 
Um, you can't really, you know, control that stuff, and you just got to be able to control what you can control. And uh, I thought we did a pretty good job, obviously. It kept, we stayed in the game, even though uh, we weren't getting the foul line as much as we wanted. And, uh, you know, it shows that we got a lot of, a lot of heart, a lot of grit. Um, but sometimes things just don't go your way, and you can't control it. Joe, uh, you, you play a lot of great players in the ACC, obviously, but it must be a pretty unique circumstance. Uh, you did pretty well against this guy, but still, it's got to be a challenge every minute when somebody like Leaky Black is, is guarding you. What's it like to go up against him? Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's a great defender. I mean, he's been that since he's gotten to North Carolina. I think this is his fifth year now, so he's been, been you know, the best, if not one of the best defenders in the, in the league for five years now, and, I mean, he's all of eight nine inches taller than me obviously a lot longer arms so he's a great defender and uh you know caused a lot of problems with his length of his arms and just how tall he is and the way he can move his feet at that size is you know unbelievable so he does a great job um but you know it's fun for me to go out there and compete you brought up the the slow starts there is that something you guys have talked about as a team is there something specific you think you can do maybe get it down to jesse more i don't know i'm just kind of spitballing here but what do you think about uh, attacking that and, and and making that an issue that goes away uh yeah i mean we just gotta you know come out with the mindset that we do throughout the game i mean sometimes it might just be mental um that you're not ready to play and uh obviously you gotta change that you gotta be ready to go from the from the jump and uh, make sure that your mind is where it needs to be. So we all just got to be better and uh, make sure we're ready to go right from the start. Joe, we're at that point of the season now. Uh, January is going to turn into February soon, and you start seeing teams for the second time. That's the, the, the case with the next two games here. Let's focus on Virginia Tech here coming up on Saturday. Second time around, uh, what are the lessons from the first game, and, and what do you think uh, you have to do to be successful in this upcoming game? Yeah, I mean, we had a really good game plan in the first game. Obviously, it didn't work. Um, they didn't have one of their better players, and he's back now. He's playing pretty well for them. So he's also their leader. So it'll be a different game. It's a different environment, obviously, too. Uh, Virginia Tech's always a tough place to play. Uh, but, I mean, we're looking forward to it. We know what we got to do. we got to um, stay out on the shooters. Obviously, they have a lot of great shooters and uh, guys who can make plays when they get in the middle. So um, just do the best of getting out to the shooters and uh, knowing where they are at all times. Um, and I think we'll be all right. Joe, uh, on uh, somewhat of a lighter note here, uh, you know, when you and I talked a few years ago when you were thinking about where you're going to play at Syracuse, uh, having uh, notable celebrities come into the locker room after every game wasn't part of that recruiting pitch. But it is now. I mean, that's got to be fun. You know, <laughs> you know, there's Cole Hauser and there's, you know, uh, I mean, go through all the names that are sitting there courtside. That's got to be a cool little perk for you guys to, to be meeting such big names and, and, and kind of feel like it's almost Madison Square Garden in a way who's sitting courtside right there behind Coach Beheim. No, it is. It's a great point. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tells a lot of people, I think, come to the game sometimes when it you know, gets announced and it's really cool. Um, to guys that you, you know, listen to on the radio or whatever it may be, watching TV. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. It's cool meeting these people. And, uh, I mean, it's one of the reasons you come to Syracuse is not only just because of the people that are coming to basketball games, but also all the alumni that Syracuse has is uh, it's pretty amazing. So um, it's been a lot of fun, and I've seen, seen, seen and met a lot of really cool people. Now, I think I've seen in my travels that uh, you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? I am a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so we're both uh... – yeah, we're, we're both hurting, well, unfortunately. <laughs> we're hurting right now, but let me get your Super Bowl pick. I know you're a football guy. We got the AFC mm -hmm. and the NFC Championship games this weekend. Who, who comes out of this and heads to the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm going anything but the Eagles. So I'm going <laughs> to go with the uh, 49ers, and um, I 
think Patrick Mahomes will beat Joe Burrow this time, although I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Um, but I think the Chiefs will end up, end up winning it at all. Okay. Now, we're on the opposite side here. This is just what I think. I'm with you. It's, it's almost anybody but Cincinnati and Kansas City because they've been in Buffalo's <laughs> way. But I'm going to yeah. go Cincinnati-Philly. So we'll okay. see. We'll see who comes out of that one, and, and we'll check in next week. Well, Joe, thanks for the time as always. Uh, good luck this weekend. Couple of games coming up for you. We'll talk about them when we uh, get back together next week. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good one. That's Joe Girard presented by RomanoCars.com. And again, my apologies that not the usual audio standard and video standard that we run these interviews with. But uh, like I said, had to kind of really improvise in the moment there. We're having a technical issue in the usual way that we uh, record that conversation. So I appreciate your patience through that. You heard a lot from Joe there about the play, and he admitted it is dumb. Just a dumb bang-bang reactionary play. That's kind of one of those cardinal rules. You know, you don't touch the ball in that circumstance. You have the lead, and, you know, even if he got the ball back in, what would have happened from that? Easy for us to discuss and look at after watching 14 replays, but, you know, I appreciate his honesty and candor on that and attacking the slow starts and I think you made a great point about Virginia Tech we'll get much more into that game tomorrow heading into the weekend but they've got a key player back it's a different game in Blacksburg there's more on the line this time it's a quad one game the next two are quad one games for Syracuse and uh yeah we're both hurting football fans in this spot that's for sure let's Let's break. We will return. Hot takes are next. And uh, amongst the things we will discuss, you're certainly welcome to react to Joe and talk some Syracuse hoops with us here. But Scott Rowland, that's where we're at here with the Hall of Fame. I'm a little more interested, though, in the process of the Hall of Fame. Plus, the Jets made a move today to make a bigger move. Stay right there.